Hi everyone, this is the Supported Sobriety Podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm in recovery from an addiction to pornography. And I'm Katie, and I've been married to Matt and supporting him in his addiction for four years. We created this podcast to bring hope, healing, and greater understanding to both men struggling with pornography addiction and women who support someone struggling with an addiction. I upload episodes for men with pornography addictions. And I upload episodes for the women who are supporting their loved one. We share real stories from members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but anyone is welcome to listen, and we believe everyone can benefit from finding peace through Jesus Christ. We hope that this podcast can bring you closer to Jesus Christ and help you on your journey of recovery and healing. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Supported Sobriety. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Supported Sobriety. My name is Matt. I am in recovery from addiction to pornography, and for me today is day 817. I'm going to apologize up front for the poor sound quality of this episode. Katie is out of the house, and I do not have the password to her computer because I'm an addict. So I'm there with a lot of you, don't have the password, it's just fine, we move on in our life. But I felt like I needed to record this, and I really think the content is going to be worth it, so stay till the end and bear with the poor quality. I've been uh, pretty sick lately, and I put off this episode, which drives Katie crazy. We were traveling last week, and normally we have episodes kind of ready to go um, in advance. Actually, I say that, but we've had like a lot of late nights just getting things like really nailed down for episodes. Um, but oftentimes we have them ready, you know, a few days or a week before we launch. Um, but this episode was one that I kind of wanted to think about and then record just kind of what was on my mind. And then we went out of town, and then we came back, and I started a new job, and I just put it off. And then I, I also got sick. So, excuses out of the way. I've been excited to talk about um, what we're going to talk about tonight. And I want to fit in more episodes like this. I've done a lot of interviews, and I've shared my story, but I haven't really shared too much about kind of the things that I've been talking with people about and the things that are on my mind uh, best practices, tips, different things like that that I've seen. And today I wanted to talk about one of the biggest obstacles that I have found in recovery, um, something that keeps people from recovering. And it's an obstacle that specifically keeps people from getting through the steps, which can be one of the greatest ways to find recovery. That obstacle is step four. I don't want to dive in and talk too much about the step itself. The manual does a great job of explaining how to work through it, uh, what it is, really defining it. But I do want to kind of talk about a brief overview of this step. I want to share some tips and tricks that I found. And then I also, towards the end of this episode, I want to share a really powerful trick that I used in my recovery to avoid temptation when it was at its strongest. I typically don't um, advocate for like the silver bullet solution because it doesn't exist, but... Today, as I was kind of preparing for this episode, I was reading through um, some of the things that I did to prepare for step four, and I stumbled on um, this practice that I used in my recovery, and I wanted to share it with everyone because it's just so powerful. So later in the episode, I will get to that, Um, but first I'm going to give an overview of step four and talk about some of the best practices related to that. So what is step four? Step four Make a searching and fearless written moral inventory of yourself. What does that mean? It means that you review your life, especially where it relates to your addiction. You write about and inventory the good and bad of who you are and what you've done and where you've been. 
So if you can't tell already, this is a super powerful step. If nothing else, it gives you an introduction into a critical skill in recovery, which is self-awareness. You have to be able to look through your life and analyze it as you go through this step. And that's super powerful. You learn about yourself and confront truths that you've always known. So going through it, you say, you know, this is who I am. And you kind of come face to face with that and say, that's okay. And by the end of it, you're supposed to say, you know, this is who I am. This is my inventory. I forgive myself and I am moving on. The next step is confession. So powerful. Why is this an obstacle though? There's at least two reasons that come to my mind. I'm sure there are many more. Um, but reliving your life can be triggering. I've had a guest on the show. I haven't played the episode yet, and I will in the future. And this guest said that he got really triggered uh, as he went through this step. He was always like reliving those you know, memories and things. It makes you want to act out. It makes you feel depressed, stuff like that. Um, but he realized that it was just too important to do this. And so he went to really public places and just tried to bust it out. And I, I love that. And I have talked to a lot of people who do feel kind of triggered as they go through this. And I think some of that comes from reliving experiences. Some of it comes from the nature of overcoming addiction and kind of overcoming Satan's influence. He wants to keep you. He doesn't want you to leave and you know take the chains off. So he's going to fight. And um, anytime that you see Satan attacking you, you're on the right path. The second reason that comes to my mind for this being an obstacle is because it's hard. This is an incredibly hard step. It takes time and it takes perseverance. But if you can make it through, um, you know, the, the blessings and what you learn from this really pay off. So here are some of my tips and tricks, best practices, things that have helped me, helped other people. First, I would say read through the step in its entirety. Read through everything that the 12-step manual provides because in there is the secrets to the step. It will walk you through how to do it, what to do, where to do it. Um, just any questions that you have, I should answer it. You know, work through those problems at the end, the questions, and really spend some time doing that before you start. Um, the second thing I would recommend is to be consistent. As you work through this inventory, essentially what you're doing is writing about your life. It's a lot. You've lived a long life. Um, you know, even if you're young, old, whatever, it doesn't matter. You've gone through a lot of experiences. So my recommendation would be to do a little bit every day and make it, try as hard as you can to not miss days. But I mean, I'm not asking for perfection here. If, if you get five days out of seven, I think that's awesome. I just think the most important thing is that you're doing this regularly every day, every other day. You know, don't, don't put it off and say, I'll do seven hours on Sunday. Do seven hours on Sunday, but also do 15 minutes the other days. You know what I'm saying? Um, the next tip that I would say is do not seek perfection. I sort of hate to say that. I am a perfectionist, and this step is so important. It's so important to really you know, give it your best effort, but good enough is perfect on this step. Be thorough, be persistent, be honest, but ultimately, when you feel good about it, say a prayer. Ask Heavenly Father to bless your work. Tell him that you're moving on. Ask him if it's okay if you move on. Ask him if there's anything that you missed. You know, read over it with him. Include him in it every time that you work on it. But ultimately, pray over it and say, this is, you know, the best that I could do. Make it work. I mean, that's how life has to work because we are not perfect. Uh, the next tip that I have is to be strategic as you go through this. What do I mean by that? Have a method to the madness. For me, some of the things that I did were I wrote positive experiences in blue. And so 
kind of backing up even a little more, I did my inventory on a computer. I just felt like I could organize it and edit it and go back to it if it was, you know, on a computer. I, I love that ability on a computer. I don't know what I would do now. Maybe, you know, there, there's some value in writing it out, but I really like doing it on a computer. And, and when I did that, you know, whether it's on a computer or not, positive experiences were in blue, negative experiences were in red. That helped me kind of visually look at it and just really be able to kind of see, you know, my life actually had a lot of positive experiences or, you know, negative experiences were big in this section of my life. Um, that really helped me. Another kind of method that I used was I did it chronologically. You can do it by event, by section of your life, um, by, you know, periods of just whatever, but I did mine chronologically and I split it out to before my mission, after my mission and during my mission. And then after I did that, I went through and the first thing that I did, so I wrote down on my, I just had like a OneNote page or tab or whatever, and I, I wrote out three things, before mission, after mission, during mission. Because for me at that time in my life, those were kind of the big sections of my life. And and not in that order though, it was before mission, during mission, after mission, I don't know why I said that. So then I went through and I wrote before mission, and I listed every significant experience that I could think of relating to my addiction, relating to positive, negative experiences, learning experiences, just like experiences that really stood out, specifically my addiction, but I included other ones as well, you know, temple, um, just spiritual moments, um, sad moments, things like that. And I went before mission, list out everything I could think of after mission, list out everything I could think of during mission, list out everything I could think of. And it was a pretty formidable list. But that allowed me to then kind of plug and chug where I could go in and say, you know, I'm going to write about this experience today, write about it. And, you know, there are experiences on there that I couldn't remember that well or needed to like think about or didn't want to deal with yet. And I skipped those and I would go to the other ones or say, you know, I, I remember this one really vividly right now. I'm going to hit it. And it just allowed me to, if I had 15 minutes to work on it, I would open up my OneNote, dive in there and just knock off a few of those and write about them. Um, the next kind of thing, it kind of goes in line with that. Um, but the next tip that I would say is to have questions as you go through each um, kind of segment of your life and really however you do it. But as you um, look at experiences and events and things that happen to you, have questions to ask. I was just pulling up step four. I was looking at it today. It has some good questions to ask in there. So it, it says, um, you know, what happened? In a few words, give a short description of the memory and event. Um, what was the effect on you and others? What were your feelings at the time of the incident? What are your feelings now about it? Consider how your fears may have contributed. Um, there are a ton of other questions like, what outcome did I want in the situation? Why? How did I control the situation? There's stuff like that. Um, but what I essentially did was I just, I wrote out um, at the top of my sheet and said, what happened? What was the effect? What were the feelings then? What are the feelings now? How did my fears contribute to this? Um, and a few other questions. And then each experience that I went through, I didn't necessarily answer all of those, but I went through and I said, which ones are relevant? And I answered them. And it, it just really helped me touch every point, be very um, well-rounded and, and hit everything that I needed to without having to sit there and be like, what should I write about this? I don't know. It, it just, it let me, um, you know, do it in a, in a positive way that was really effective. And I don't want to sound robotic in this. I, this step should not be robotic. The, the intent of this is not to be robotic, but it's to take away the mundane parts of this and to replace them with like deeper analysis. So 
you know, for me at least, when when the skeleton is kind of there, it's really easy for me to, to fill in the gaps. And that allowed me to really look through and, and not take so long on trying to figure it out, but it became so tangible for me at that point. So guys, there are a ton of suggestions and strategies that I could share. A lot of them are contained in the 12-step manual. So be sure to look there. Um, but that's everything that I have for, for you tonight related to step four. Um, it's kind of short, but um, I hope that you can apply some of those. I would love for you to share any others that you have, um, and I'd, I'd be happy to share them in a future episode if anyone has any tips or tricks. Um, but drink up those two or three pages that make up step four. Um, ask your sponsor, ask a friend, ask someone who's gone through it, um, and really make, make sure that that you, as you do your inventory, you know, are doing it in a smart way and not just... Uh, not just kind of letting it be a huge obstacle in your life. I I can testify that this step, while it's super difficult and it can kind of be mundane as you're going through it, the effect that it will have on your recovery is immense. If for no other reason that the next steps are so powerful and getting to them is is an amazing blessing. So don't get caught up on this step. Sometimes this step, the steps are so powerful. Like, one, two, three, you are just getting hit by the spirit, hit by like this deep, you know, honesty, giving your will to God, everything like that. And then step four can sometimes be really hard. So do not get hung up there because the steps continue to be so powerful and this can be powerful as well. Before I go, I wanted to share, like I said, a really powerful trick that I used in my recovery. Um, and I stumbled on it today as I was looking through kind of some of my early recovery um, work that I had done. This helped me immensely during the first months of my true sobriety and recovery. And that timeline to me was after the second time that my wife found out about my addiction and that I had been lying. And it was a super low point. It was the point for me where the pain of lying, the pain of my addiction was worse than the pain of, of getting over it. And so it was less painful for me to be honest and say to my wife, I struggle with this. I am having a problem than it was for me to keep it a secret and to just deal with that. It was, it was too painful. Something clicked for me. I was finally able to be honest. And I think it was probably my wife who gave me this idea. Um, but she told me to write a note to myself. And to give you some context here, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but when you give in to your addiction, um, afterwards, do you ever look back and say, what the heck was I doing? I, I know so much better. Like, I, I know that if I do that, I can't you know, go to the temple or, I don't know, take the sacrament this week or something like that. And, uh, or just, I know that I shouldn't do that. And I, I don't want to do that. Why did I do that? I think what happens so much of the time is that addiction, what it does is it's so powerful because you, when you're dealing with your addiction and when you're like on the front lines and like tempted you, you don't think about those, you don't think about the long term, you don't think about, oh, like, this is against God's plan, and I know I shouldn't do this, and I, I really don't want to do this. You're, all you're thinking about is pleasure, and the chemicals in your brain are reacting so quickly and so powerfully that it's, once you are, like, clicking and, and kind of going into it, that is just so, such a dangerous time, and it's really hard to think rationally. So, the battle for pornography is often won not on the front lines when you are feeling tempted, but beforehand when you make um, smart decisions about avoiding vulnerable situations, um, dealing with triggers, dealing with kind of those underlying problems. So 
that is a great way to overcome it. Um, but also, I do believe that uh, writing a note to yourself, and I'm going to read the note that I wrote to myself, can be a powerful way when you are in the midst of temptation, when things are super hard for you to be able to read a note, and it's from yourself, it's super powerful because you wrote it, and it can get you back on track, and it worked for me so many times. And so I am going to read it here. Here is a letter that I wrote to myself six days after I finally was able to come clean to my wife for good. That was the last time that I lied uh, in my addiction and just was the beginning of my true recovery. This is the note that I wrote to myself. Matt, I assume you are reading this in a moment of need. I feel deeply for your pain in this current moment. I do not envy your struggle. What you are feeling is very real and very hard to ignore. But Matt, you are a son of a living God, a God who just today spoke to you. Don't give that relationship up, even for one day. You have a wife who is counting on you to raise a child with the spirit, with honesty, with strength. You cannot do that if you continue to give in to your addiction. You are destined for greatness, Be both great blessings and great responsibilities. Those will be wholly forgotten and skipped out on if you continue. Please turn to God. Ask him to take away all inclination for sin, to take away all weakness. Ask him to replace those feelings with peace. Then turn to Katie and tell her of your struggle. Remind her of your love for her. Tell her that she is the reason you live and breathe and avoid temptation. Difficult is the path that Satan is leading you down, but its direction is certain. Come unto Christ. Look unto God. Grasp his outstretched arm. Plead for strength and change. Do not give in. Do not give in. Be strong. Do not waver. Move forward with determination. Stay worthy for my quorum. Keep the home sacred. Keep my covenants. I just feel so much power as I read that. And like I said, addiction is often one, not on the front lines, but when you are, you know, when you know you're going into a vulnerable situation and you get barriers up, when you um, are, you know, preparing yourself mentally for the day, when you can avoid triggers and things like that, when you deal with the underlying problems. But something like this, I mean, just looking at that, the, the truths there that I wrote myself, it, it's like I can say at least a handful of times, which is really all that matters in this battle for over addiction. Um, this pulled me out of a very dark place. And so um, the reason I shared this today with step four is because I feel like after going through step four, you are at a place where you can say, you know, this is who I am. These are my values. This is what I want out of my life. I invite you to write yourself a note like this and read it when you are about to go into your addiction, when you're about to give in, or when you are feeling vulnerable or feeling, you know, just down or not sure about, you know, where you're going. Um, don't pull it out too often. It might lose its power. I mean, pull it out as often as you want. For me, I, I really tried to save it for those times when I was going down a bad road because the power was just, it was so powerful for me. But consider writing yourself a note like this and then using it to recenter yourself. Uh, reviewing your life will teach you so much about yourself as you do step four and allow you to know your true goals and your worth. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you can apply some of the things I talked about today. And um, I just want everyone to know that uh, that recovery and coming closer to God is, is the biggest blessing um, that we can achieve in this life. And um, 
I thank everyone for watching and, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. We would love for you to rate and review this podcast as well as share it with everyone you know. For information about the church's 12-step and support meetings, please visit arp.churchofjesuschrist.org. We encourage everyone to find a sponsor or support person. If you have any questions, feedback, are looking for a sponsor, or would like to be a sponsor, please contact us at sobrietypodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for more guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed, please contact us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.